Hey, this is the Digging Deeper podcast with the City of Lamarck Summer Interns. Today we have community activist Tanya Griffin, interviewed by Sundas No Fall. We hope you enjoy. I'm here with Miss Tanya. and Tell us about yourself. Um, my name is Tanya Griffin. I am a resident of Lamarck, Texas. I have a nonprofit called Cambrell Foundation, and I serve on the City of Lamarck Parks Board. Okay, and tell me about the Lamarck Boards. Um, I joined the board, I believe, in uh, January. I was appointed by the then mayor, uh, Bobby Hocking. Um, and what the Lamarck Parks Board does is we're kind of like the middle people, persons between the citizens of Lamarck and the city of Lamarck. And we um, t- identify all of our Lamarck parks. We try to make them available for the citizens and visitors alike. That's really good. Um, we do need some uh, parks and something that for our children to go ahead. Well, I know right. uh, COVID is just uh, getting ready to, um, well, is we hope it's getting better, but the city has opened up and so we've opened up the parks now, and so we're working uh, with the parks master plan to look at our parks and make them better for the community and the, the uh, Forward Together movement by Mayor Bell. That's really good. That's something that we do need in the city of Lamarck. Um, so I also want to ask you, what, is, what made you choose to create a nonprofit organization? It was something uh, that my mother and I talked about um, growing up um, in the city of Texas City. I was raised in the community. We had community centers that was there for us while our parents were was working um, and neighbors that, that took care of us as well. So we were like a big family. Um, and it was just something that I was accustomed to. And um, as I got older, I got more involved in different things in the community. And I decided it was time in 2015 to get it started. That's really good. I was also a volunteer with Canberra Foundation. Yes, and <laughs> And um, I remember that I used to uh, organize books and send them to people in Africa. Yeah. And it, it is very, it's a really good experience. Um, I all... Um, so this is kind of a question that, you know, we want to kind of dig deep a little bit. That's what okay. the intern, <laughs> the I project is called, digging deeper. It's necessary. So um, what is an obstacle that you endured during your career? Um, during my career, um, I was um, an assistant director of financial aid at UTMB for about 35 years. And one of the obstacles that I had was myself um, because there became many opportunities for me to get promoted um, to the jobs that I really wanted. Not saying that I didn't get promoted all the years, but it was my attitude um, about things that when people saw me and, you know, my behavior when it was time for you know, promotions and such, I was overlooked for that. So that was a big obstacle of mine. 
Yeah, it's it's like more like fighting yourself. Yes. Right. And um, I had to take a lot of classes. Um, and one of my bosses finally told me that if I didn't change my attitude, um, that I wouldn't get anywhere in life. And I started doing that. And then things start happening for me. So that was one of the biggest obstacles myself. Is this one of your goals is why you created this nonprofit for Exactly. Especially the righteous acts of kindness and then. Right. Our volunteer group. Um, I just want people who are watching this. Miss um, <laughs> Tanya is she's like she has a big <laughs> smile on her face when she talks about this Cambrio Foundation. Um, yes. When I tell you that she is like she has a passion for it, she has a passion for it. Um, I'm not gonna cry on this podcast because she's gonna <laughs> no. But um, that is something that we do need to talk about. Um, it's it could be a passionate for someone else. It could be not a passionate for something right. else. Um, for you, it is a Cambrio Foundation is a big passion for you. And that's something that um, everyone should see. Yeah. A big smile on yes. your face. And yeah. Um, so I think this is going to be a little deeper okay. again. And um, but that's something that I think we should discuss. And you are as a citizen of Lamarck, am I right? I am. And you are a big role, like a big <laughs> community role in yes, this. Yes, I love working with the city of right. Lamarck. I get involved in a lot of things that they have going on. I do want to say again that uh, <laughs> she is always at, the, at Lamarck Public Library. I'm always finding her yes. there. Um, so I want to ask you, what is something you want to change about the city of Lamarck on a big level or a small level? Well, I tell you that... The, the tours that Mayor Bell recently had of all of the districts, and then we had the tours for all of the parks, that really opened up uh, my knowledge to the way that the city of Lamarck functions. I got to hear firsthand a lot of the things that the citizens were looking for. And so I believe that um, the things that has already been talked about and brought to the light and placed on the councils and the the city of Lamarck department and the mayor's radar, they have already begun doing some of the things that not just myself, but the community and whole is looking forward to. And that's um, code compliance, getting our roads fixed, our neighborhoods, making our neighborhoods safer, um, and just uh, bringing businesses to our communities, and then um, giving our parks um, the 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 things that our facility needs to accommodate the population and the growth that we have coming. Yes, and the city of Lamarck is growing, and it's really astronomical if you think about it because people see city of Lamarck as something that's I guess not very good yeah, yeah. and and that's true but I would say that um, most of uh, the residents here have made their issues known and I think everybody have heard uh, what we need going forward and we're going to be the the city management will be held accountable and so I think that's going to cause more people to want to come here and we already have um, a number of people that have recently relocated to Lamarck because they're excited about the growth that's coming. Yeah I see a lot of Facebook posts and mm -hmm. they're like coming to Lamarck and they're like hey I need you where's like, this well, yeah where's where this we yes <laughs> yes we're, we're on the move and I think we're moving in the right direction yes we are and I think that is something that we should be proud of as citizens of Lamarck um 
So what inspires you to wake up in every morning? Um, I'm pausing on that <laughs> because uh, being honest, and I know you guys are talking about mental health and all of this. Um, in the last five years, um, I- I'm not as inspired. I am empowered um, to wake up every day and embrace the day as it comes. Um, but then I know I have to hear all of the the negative things that are going on in the world, and it's hard for me to focus on always trying being trying to be kind. So, um, you know, I'm always looking forward to a good day, a positive day, um, but I'm not always looking forward to um, issues um, that arise um, that makes our community unhappy. Right. We take that into accountable. We take yeah. people accountable for that. Yes. And um, every it has to be positive. I mean, we can't can't wake up with yeah, something negative, Yeah, we can negative, all, right? all talk about our problems and issues. We can get them out in the open and then give us time to um, organize and address those issues and and try to solve as many of our problems as possible. Yeah, and how do you think we should solve those? Well, I think um, we have um, a lot of people that are in place right now that understand what the needs of the community are. They've gotten to hear firsthand the concerns of the community, and I know that they've given us a timeline when they'll have everything. They've, you know, visited all of the departments um, to address all of these concerns, and we're looking forward to hearing feedback um, from our council and mayor um, and our city manager um, it may be in a couple of weeks or a month right. uh, to see what direction, what improvements, what they put in place for us. Yes, that is something we should um, acknowledge, especially with the negativity that is going around and yeah. The negativity that happened in the past year, yeah. especially what's coming with COVID and yes. everything, it's not really helping. Yeah. Um, so I had some like inspiring words or empowerment, as Miss Tanya say. Um, <laughs> it is um, maybe I should like change my question now instead of saying inspiring, <laughs> more empowering. Um, COVID has changed a lot of mental health. Um, I know that I went through it as well. It's not the best situation. I, I see that it impacts the like, city of Lamarck as well and yeah. impact the citizens. And I think everyone is ready for that to change. Yes. They're ready for more of a positive aspect, more positive news. Yes. And um, I think we're ready for that change. Um, so I know you said you did a camp, uh, you do a nonprofit organization, which is the Cambrio Foundation. So I want to ask you, mm-hmm. what is goal like personal goals for you and goals for Cambrio Foundation? Well, this being our fifth year, um, I'm always glad to say that this is our, you know, we've achieved our fifth year goal. Um, And when COVID hit, that caused us, like many other nonprofits, to restructure and change. And so what I took the time to do is I looked at everything that we've done over the past five years, our, our highs and our lows, And I decided that I was going to um, focus more of my attention on uh, those things that really benefit the community as a whole, which is our uh, Dream Builders program where we do day camps 
uh, and partner with organizations. So we're going to continue that. We're going to continue um, our Laundered with Kindness Day. We're going to continue caring for seniors. Um, and then we're going to continue um, our uh, Beyond the Payment, which is our homeless initiative. All of our other time uh, will be devoted to organizations that have the same mission as us, like Salvation Army and the Galveston County Food Bank. And so we volunteer with them um, because we meet the same needs um, of the community and then the rest of my focus will be on um, doing my best to help the city of Lamarck um, address the needs and the concerns of the, the, the citizens via the park board and just being a resident of Lamarck. So you mentioned how you did a lot of structuring and changing a lot of stuff because of COVID. So I want you to go, if you don't mind, going a little deeper about that because I know that everyone um, has been impacted by COVID, especially non-profit, non-profit, non-profit organizing. I can't speak today. (laughs) That's okay. Um, So how did it impact you? Can you go a little bit detail about the structure? I can, as far as my nonprofit, I'm retired and many of my volunteers are not. They are workers. Um, And so, you know, they were either working for home and not getting out because of COVID restrictions. So that limited um, us being able to get out and normally uh, engage our youth or engage our seniors or engage uh, the homeless. Um, So we had to come up with some different ways that we can still uh, make an impact. And so we decided to focus more on those organizations that were still open because they had to um, address the needs of the community and that worked well for us. And so that we shifted our focus to that. Um, What we do is we bring resources. Um, We're working with the um, Galveston County Food Bank. I volunteer with them. I also deliver um, the home on the Homeward Bound program. And so we've also now been invited to host a vendor boot at their October event. So when you partner with other organizations that have a sim- similar mission, uh, it's a win-win for everyone. And we're able to make a bigger impact that way. So what are the, some of the lessons you've learned from COVID-19? Um, some of the lessons I've learned was not to stress out because nothing was happening. There was nothing that you can do. You know, your mind is racing. Well, what am I, what's going to happen with my volunteers or what's going to happen with my partners that I partner with? Um, you can't um, let that stress you out. You have to learn to just calm down and find something else to do with your time. Um, and and just remain busy until you're able to concentrate and give it the resources that it needs. That is really good. I mean, it is, I learned a lot. I think most likely, like most I've learned from COVID-19, I think it's more getting away from that negative thought. Yeah. Knowing that, yeah, we're stuck at home, and yes, we have these restrictions, but I guess we kind of, learn that we need to be grateful for what we have and find something more constructive to do with your time those things that you know you put off 
cleaning out the gutters or something like that. Just find something more constructive. And I actually went and lived with my uh, grandkids. Um, I had never, they had never come and stayed more than three or four days with me. So I spent the entire time with them. And that was something that I will always cherish. That's one thing that I'll take away from COVID. Yes, and family time. Yes. Family time was the most important, yes. I think, the most important aspect that I've learned. I've also learned about school, how much having a teacher is so important. <laughs> it's so much more important. It's so important. Having that face-to-face interaction. Yes, and them getting on you about why you didn't do your yeah. work. Right. <laughs> like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's really important, though. Like, it I is. never knew how much, like, we just... I guess didn't cherish a lot. There's a there was a big difference between the in class the in person structure and then the um online. There was a very big difference. Yes, and as I said, COVID hit really hard. I think it hit hard to like teenagers and <laughs> and older people as well, like people that are working, uh people who are doing nonprofit organization. Yeah. I didn't know that like it impacted y'all that much um for those that are watching you can see how much it impacted yeah. our citizens in city of lamarck um so i want to end it with what are some final words you want to say to those that are watching um i want to personally thank mr Gordy for this program um i remember my first interview here when we talked about camberell foundation there was two things he was talking about is was kindness in the community um and then he was talking about starting an internship program and i was so excited when i saw it come down my timeline um to see that he's gotten it all put together and it's it's just a joy to see you kids here learning hands-on um, experience from from a professional. So Yes, and as I said, for those that are watching, again, <laughs> um, please, and I mean please, take all the opportunities that you have from City of Lamarck because you don't know the opportunities that could you know, help there you, are a lot of you. volunteer opportunities. We right. want people to, you know, not just bring us the complaints, but when it's time for us to do uh, any type of community work, just come out as a community um, so that we can move forward together. Yes. And as I said, if you have any questions or anything, Miss Tanya is, you are, what are your social medias or anyone that um, can? We're, I'm on Facebook, Camberell Foundation, so you can locate us there. Um, and I am Tanya Renee Griffin, and I want to thank you guys for having me on your podcast. I really enjoyed my time. That concludes this episode of Digging Deeper. Thank you for tuning in as we explore mental health. See you next time.